Hey y'all, this is the Christ Center Conversations Podcast, and I'm Shelby Stanfill. And I'm Kevin Stanfill. Each week, we come together and discuss the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy listening to this week's episode. Welcome to episode 16 of our Book of Mormon podcast. We have Shelby Stanfill presiding. She's asked me to conduct this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely asked him to, to conduct this podcast. Well, so just going to dive right in because, you know, last week it was a lot. It was a lot. And I've been looking forward to this episode ever since last episode. Yeah, to be honest. That is not a lie. That is 100% truth. You said it, like, every day. <laughs> just because, and to be honest, like, I wish what we would have done, Shelb, mm-hmm. is just done another podcast, like, during the week and just kind of gotten this one out of the way. Because we're spending not too much time because there's no rush. We have, first of all, we have all of our lives and then we have the millennium. So there's really no rush. We're, I'm looking forward to podcast number 2000. And that's like, we're going to be like 50 years old. And our kids are going to be doing their rendition of this podcast. Anyway, yeah. so. Um, I just want to pause you really quick. I said I would get a, give a shout out to Mr. Tibbs, who's one of our listeners. So yes. Shout out to Tibbs and Abby and Rocket and Addie. We love you guys. Okay, now we're going to go back to the podcast and dive in. So, basically last week, we talked about a whole bunch of different stuff that's going on in chapter 13 of 1 Nephi, but we really focused primarily on verses 1 through 9. We talked about the church of the devil. uh, Who the founder is. Which is the devil. Right, the intent of him. (laughs) The intent of that church. It's also important to remember, you know, because I, I listen to our podcast and I want to make sure that I want to make sure that it was clear that Shelby and I don't believe that the great and abominable church is the Catholic <laughs> church. Yeah, we don't. Um, the church of the devil is not a single church, church or organization. In fact, it's just... It's the work of the devil to try and halt our progression back to living with Heavenly Father. So anything that stops us from getting closer to Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father, frankly, that's the work of the devil. And um, the, the founder of that, uh, that intent, the motivations... It all comes from the adversary, the devil. So I just wanted to put that little uh, disclaimer in there. We also talked about the Bible and how uh, it's talked about in this in this chapter as the book which proceeded forth from the mouth of a Jew. And yeah. and <laughs> Shelby looked at me like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> yes. Sorry. 
had that brain fart moment last week. It's okay. And so, um, and we also learned that many plain and precious things were taken from the Bible. And the intent of why they were taken. Yeah, which was, I believe that most of it was a good intent, right? They, they wanted to bring people together under one unified religion, which Christ was a part of. He was at the center of it. But Shelby, why was it not good enough? That's a really good question. Why is it not good enough? I mean, down the street, there's the Community Church of Grace, and they are certainly a Christian church. They talk about Jesus Christ probably every single Sunday. Right. Why is that not the true church? Because it doesn't have the fullness. It has the missing parts. And so I know that you say their intent was good, but they're lacking. And the only reason we can say this, like I can say this with full confidence, is because I know that the church has been restored today. And I can see, because I have a fullness of knowledge, I can see holes in other churches. Not that those churches are bad, right? Like, I just, I know that if I left this church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I would be lacking more truth in my life. So that's why, (laughs) to answer your question. And, you know, furthermore, we've talked about it before. Shelby's shared her story of how she came to know that the Book of Mormon is true. Excuse me. And (laughs) the, the reason was that she read it. She read the scripture. She asked God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if it were true. And she received that answer. And so that's why it's it's so important. And that's why the the fact that we have all of this scripture in the Book of Mormon and other Latter-day works of scripture, the Doctrine and Covenants, the Pearl of Great Price, mm-hmm. all of our uh, general conference addresses each, uh, each spring and each fall, those are continuing uh, continuing. Revelation, Revelation scripture. which is effectively scripture. You Sorry. know, Shelby wanted to share, before we get into any of the Book of Mormon stuff that we wanted to talk about today, Shelby, you wanted to talk about Come Follow Me this week and how it really talks about the importance of scripture. Because, you know, people listening to this podcast, if, if they're not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they hear us say that our church is the true church. It's been restored Mm -hmm. by Christ himself. You know. That's a really big statement to say. It's a huge statement. Yeah. The the consequences of saying that are so big. Because people can easily um, be offended or, or people could think, wow, how can they say that with such confidence? Right. Right. So it's a it's a really sometimes I catch myself sharing, you know, the restoration with someone and I'm like, yeah, and, and Joseph Smith saw God and Jesus Christ. And I always like to see that person's reaction because they either look at you like you're kidding me. Right. Or they look at you like what? Like, I, I've never heard that before, you know. Right. So it's just very interesting. Um But your original question was what I wanted to share about Come Follow Me. And that is that I want to talk about 
what I really learned this week from Come Follow Me was why we have the Book of Mormon and why we have the Bible and modern revelation. Because, can, okay, let me just, I have a lot of thoughts. Yep. Bree Shelby. Okay, I watched a video that was suggested in the Come Follow Me. And I watched it years ago and I fell in love with it. And it was really hard for me to find throughout the years again. I don't know why I can never remember the title. And so when I saw it in the Come Follow Me lesson this week, I was like, oh, it's the scriptures. It's it's my favorite scripture video. And it's like 20 minutes long, but it talks about, it starts off with Elder Christofferson asking what, imagine what our lives would be like had the Lamanites captured Moroni before he hit up the plates. And I think that's just a really important question to reflect on because it would be completely different, like completely different. And so the fact that we have the Book of Mormon and even the Bible today is just such a miracle in itself. He talks about that too, how the Bible was important and people translated it and to become, to become, <laughs> to be uh, converted into English, right? So that we could have it and understand it. And I just, I just think that having scripture is so so key to understanding our purpose and our savior and his plan and how he deals with us here on earth because there's examples of that in the bible and in the book of mormon so that's what i wanted to see yeah i mean there's a reason why we are why this podcast is all about the book of mormon and it's not just because it's our thing our book our church's book it was it was specifically written and preserved for everyone living on the earth today ever since the year 1820 mm -hmm. right and going forward until the end technically 1830 right is when it was published uh yes i guess that's i was going back to the first vision yeah that's but okay, yeah i'm just getting technically sure sure no i like no. to make sure our doctrine is correct and sound that's that's a good <laughs> that's a good call so um any other thoughts before we move on? No, I think we should dive into verse, verses by verses like we talked about. Okay, so what we did prior to this podcast is we we prepared, but we prepared a little bit differently than we normally prepare. Normally, we just kind of, we read the chapter a few times throughout the week, we share our impressions, maybe we'll write a few notes, but this chapter, chapter 13, is so full of uh, information information and it's it's uh it's really a chapter that's very different than i think most if not any other chapter in the book of mormon bold statements coming at you live from the stanfield cast i think i think 14 is pretty heavy too yes and uh i think also later on in nephi too like 27 28 29 and those are more doctrinally like significant this is mm -hmm. almost like Historical. Historical. And what's crazy is that this is Nephi being shown all these things. Right. 400 years before, or almost 500 years before the birth of Christ. And there are things in here talking about the American Revolutionary War. Like how, you, you would think, what is this boy in 500 BC, what relevance does it have? It's because he was a prophet who wrote down records of the things which he saw and were told to him by God, especially for our day. That's why. So 
we've already talked about verses 1 through 9. Verses 10 and 11, it talks about how the wrath of God is upon the seed of my brethren, or thy brethren, talking about Nephi's brethren. So, the Lamanites. And the Nephites. And the Nephites, for that matter. Because what's important is that at a certain point, there are Nephites and there are Lamanites. Although there are other types of ites, which... I believe adding the word "ite" to the end of someone's name just means follower of that person. Yes. So if if I had followers, they they would be Kevinites. <laughs> Sounds kind of cool. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> think of your name, okay? Yeah. Think of your All name. All the people listening, yeah. like Tibbs, for example. Yeah. Tib- Tibites. Tibites. Or your real name, Zachary. So Zacharyites. Zacharyites. We'll go with Tibites. <laughs> I like Tibites better. <laughs> so anyway, derailed. Let's get back on path. Um, so the wrath of God is upon the the descendants of Nephi and his brethren. Yes. Shelby, we learned last week mm-hmm. and the week before that, why is the wrath of God, why, why was God frustrated with their descendants? Because they're not keeping the commandments. Right. They're not heeding his words. And they had prophets. Yeah, that's the thing. He's he sent them to them specifically and guided them by his own hand, and they're still not listening or choosing not to. Maybe they do understand to some extent, but they're just like, nope, my way's better. This leads to the the catastrophic. <laughs> What show? I was just going to point out, I want the listeners to know that you were just so pumped right now. Yes. <laughs> the fact that the Lamanites and and Nephites, for that matter, the fact that they, they see Christ come as a resurrected being, he spends numerous days with them. He establishes his church later on in 3rd Nephi among the American... Uh, you know, the, the, the ancient Americans. And they don't keep up with it. They, they, they apostatize. And it's for that reason that the fall of their civilization is so great. And we know that from confirmed history. The, the Native American society and civilizations were just incredibly corrupted by idolatry and their their pagan religions and then we find and we see that the in verse 14 the destruction of them and it comes from the gentiles who are divided or separated from them by many waters that's what it says in the verse in the mm-hmm. scriptures and it's referring to the europeans the europeans they come across and they they start to colonize the american continent and so many things i mean we could talk about the the diseases that killed so many native americans uh, some were enslaved some you know and then many hundreds of years later even 
uh, as recently as, you know, in the 1800s and, and 1900s, they continued to be persecuted by people of European descent. <clears throat> and there's so much, uh, there's so much like polarizing history about, well, the Europeans, they were wrong to do that. We learn in this, this chapter that, you know, regardless of what all happened, it was the will of God. And it's not that God hated them, but because of the the failure to follow the commandments by their their ancestors, even up to this current day, Native American society, you know, some of them are doing pretty well, a lot of them are not. And that is a result of their ancestors' lack of faith. They dwindled in unbelief, like the scriptures say. And we don't want that to happen to our posterity. We don't want that to happen to our children and grandchildren. And and so we have to be more diligent in keeping the commandments. Yeah, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there. If you're a Native American today, that doesn't mean that you you're can't not be. No. Yeah, like there's no cursing that's there. Because I could see how people listening might think, sure. oh, they're cursed then. No, no. No, there's no, there's no cursing or anything. It's just because of the those actions, it's trickled down even to today is basically right. what you're saying. It doesn't yeah. mean that you have to be affected by those or anything like that. It just that that is a really good point. I just don't want anybody out there to feel like we're putting down Native no. Americans because I'm actually two percent Native American, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to genealogy reports. I, I have yeah, I have some Native American so. uh, ancestry as well. So very I mean, small. I just but want to throw that out. No. And and it's it's a good point because we're all related to people somehow. Well, no yes, that's true. <laughs> we're all related somehow, yes. We're we're all related to people, to a a group of people Correct. who decided to not follow God's commandments. Uh-huh. Because that or could be did. what? Or did. Or did. Well, well, right, but I'm saying that's exactly the fact. The 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 point that I'm trying to make mm-hmm. is that we're related to people who decided to not follow the commandments mm. because there are so many people who decided not to do that. We're also you and I, Shelby, we're of European descent, right? And the Europeans were in apostasy because oh, they fell. They they were the result of the the plain and precious things of the Bible being lost. Right. So, uh, yeah, and in no way is any group of people cursed today by what their ancestors did. In fact, that, that the purpose of the Book of Mormon is to bring everybody back together, regardless of descent. Yeah. If you were a Jew, if you were a Gentile, the purpose is just to bring it back around. So... If anything, from this conversation, it's it's to bring it all back into one. I'll do it. Okay. So, um, we're going to move on. And we, well, we actually just talked about it. The state of Gentile apostasy. In this chapter, it talks about the, the Gentiles who came across the waters, across the 
um, Atlantic Ocean and began colonizing the Americans or the Americas. And those people, although they didn't have a fullness, they did have a certain book, and that book was the Bible. We talked about that last week and um, how the Bible uh, does testify of Christ, and it is very important. There's so many great truths in the Bible, but because of the complexity of translation, so it's it's almost like if you think about um, an example, it's almost like they were given a puzzle box mm-hmm. with missing pieces. They did have a lot of pieces, but there were still some pieces that were missing. Right. And not just they didn't just leave those missing pieces or those holes. They like cut them up. <laughs> well, they decided to fill them in with what they thought was the right thing. So but for it's not the original. Not the original and not true. So, we, we learn about infant baptism. We know that children should not be baptized until the age of eight. That's the general age of accountability. And that way they're old enough that they understand what's going on, as opposed to being baptized immediately when they're born, right? Because how can they sin. accept it, or how can they sin? If they don't know anything. They can't even wipe their own bottoms. I'm serious. 100%. So someone along the way was like, well, I'm reading that no one can enter the kingdom of God lest they be baptized with water and by fire, being the Holy Ghost, fire. Mm -hmm. Well, that must mean that everyone's got to get baptized as soon as possible. (laughs) So good intentions, but... A, a corruption of the original doctrine, right? Yeah. So that's the that's the example. Um, the rest of the chapter really talks about how God prepared a way for this restoration, which we spoke of last week, and what we're really talking about right now. He prepared that with the people in ancient America. So, um, not to belabor the, the point, but not only were the Native American uh, peoples, not only did they eventually dwindle in unbelief, but they were also the, own, the, the reason that we're having this podcast today. The faithful among them are the reason that we have the Book of Mormon. And so, mm-hmm. everyone needs to be more like the ancient Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. So now, now we can assuredly say that Kevin is not saying that Native Americans are cursed because there were a lot of really good ones too, a lot of faithful ones. Um, so what other things did you want to talk about before we, we conclude? Um, well... I know we already went past it a little bit, but I didn't know this in 17 through 19. I didn't realize that verses 17 through 19 here we're talking about the Revolutionary War. And yeah. I didn't get that. So I don't know. That's something cool yeah, to let's, think about. You know, as a as a concluder, let's, let's jump to that, those verses. Well, there is one more thought I have after that. Okay. So, but yeah, I did think that was pretty cool to share. 
Yeah, because I I skipped it because I kind of mentioned it about how Nephi was told about it. Right. But we didn't reference or we didn't cite where that was. And that's... Well, and here's the thing. Kevin's been talking a lot on this podcast, but that's because he has a lot of history knowledge, okay? And, and I'm just he, fired up. Yeah, but I attribute it to his history knowledge. I'm not so much a history guru, and so he's really able to take the knowledge that he has of history and really plug it into the scriptures, which is awesome. And I I don't know that much. Like, I should know that more, but I just thought it was cool. I, I knew about Christopher Columbus, but not the Revolutionary yeah. War. Well, there are things that you talk about and I learn and we're both gonna we're gonna teach one another we're gonna follow the BYU learning model (laughs) teaching one another yeah we're we've come prepared we're teaching one another (laughs) and over this week we all are going to ponder and prove But it's the Revolutionary War. It talks about, I beheld that the mother Gentiles, this is 17. Can I read it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Were gathered together upon the waters and upon the land also to battle against them. So the mother Gentiles, as Kevin pointed out earlier when we were preparing, was Britain. Yeah. And because they separated. And so that's their mother Gentile. And they're coming to battle. And it says, I beheld that the power of God was with them. And also that the wrath of God was upon all those who were gathered together against them to battle. And then Nephi beheld that the Gentiles that had gone out of captivity or otherwise separated were delivered by the power of God out of the hands of all of their nations. So they were able to gain their independence and separate. Yeah. So I just thought that was really, really cool. That is really cool. You know, Heavenly Father's hand is over them. I like that phrase. Um but the, the last thought I had before the cool revolutionary war thought was um, in the verse, it talks about verse 42. It just, well, I would say 41 through 42, but it just really sums it up where it says, let me go find it. It talks about the records being established in one, for there is one God and one shepherd over all the earth. And I just love that because that's, I hinted, I said it earlier, but that's the purpose of gathering the Book of Mormon and the Bible together. It's to show that there is one God and that he, you know, is there to help us. And when I say one God, I, there is a, there is his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, and they work in unity. And so, I don't know, it just shows that we're all gathered together and want to be taken care of. He doesn't mean for us to be divided and things now sometimes we are divided because of our own actions and our own and we have to suffer those consequences but we are always 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 welcomed back into the fold so that was my other thought (laughs) yeah i like it yeah well i like shelby said i've i've talked enough in this podcast shelby do you want (laughs) to i didn't mean it like that do you want (laughs) to take it home Oh, do you want? Do you have an invitation to extend to our listeners? Yeah, if you didn't read chapter thirteen, read it. If you haven't prayed about the Book of Mormon, read it and pray about it. And if you didn't know much of the things that we were talking about in the podcast, we did reference the scriptures. So go back and read those things and gain that knowledge because I didn't know about the Revolutionary War. 
And you know what I'll do um, is in the podcast notes or the description, I'll go ahead and and put all this all these verses and you know verse one through nine, what that is, ten and eleven. Um, just you know, because I feel prompted to do it. I, yeah. I don't I don't know why. I think it's a good I'm, idea. Yeah. I think that if you go back and read it, maybe you don't understand because obviously there's things I can still learn and Kevin can still learn. Um, your knowledge of the Restoration and the Book of Mormon and and really the history of the world <laughs> will be strengthened. So, and I know that to be true. So I invite you all to do it and I promise that your history knowledge and scriptural knowledge will come together and collide and, and then one day they'll be spitting out fire about how it all came to be. So, yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts, Kevin? No. Okay. Well, we will see you guys all next week on Chapter 14. Um, we are working on having some guests come on soon-ish. we got to figure out dates. Um, and we, I was thinking, I mentioned it to Kevin, but I was thinking of starting either like a, like a, Facebook page for the Stanfield cast or even a blog to go along with the Stanfield cast. And so. well, Shelby does have a blog. It's more of a journal right now. It's just yeah, that she does online, but I do share it though. That's but fine. yeah, I can put that in the description too. Yeah. I don't know. So just a few things that we're trying to improve, but just want to keep you guys all aware and <clears throat> excuse me. We'll see you next week. <laughs> have a good night or a good morning or a good afternoon. We hope you're enjoying the Christ-Centered Conversations podcast featuring the Book of Mormon. If you have any suggestions for the show, please message us on Facebook at Kevin or Shelby Stanfill. We also invite you to visit churchofjesuschrist.org for more information on the Book of Mormon and the restored gospel of Jesus Christ.